Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sabres Live is presented. Nothing else comes close. A little more pace. Simple as that. Play with more pace. And and, uh, we'll get there. When you turn your attention to certain things you want to work on, um, that compromises just a real go mentality, a real fearless, aggressive mentality. And uh, that's when we're at our best. And there's certain things we've had to put in front of our guys, and we have, and our guys have responded to those and become better. Uh, what happens is you lose a little bit of your original self when you do that. And when you get back to your game, you, you're, you're more experienced as a result. And that's kind of been the process for us. Starting the day with a four-letter word, pace, Marty. That's what we're talking about as Buffalo takes on the Bruins here at KeyBank tonight. I was going to say I had another four-letter word in my mind. I think a lot of us in New York has a lot of those things. last night, but that's okay. Pace uh, is one that we'll focus on right now. And I like that Don Granado was talking about pace. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is that the Sabres had an identity of being on their toes and the attack mentality. And you know what? If we get caught up ice, so be what? Like, we're going to have to live with it. We're going to need a save. We're going to push teams into being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't been the case so much nope. this year. And so I like that Don Granado is addressing it, talking about it. Now, I also like his explanation of it. And when he was talking to the media... He said, we had to work on some things, so we lost some of our goal. But I, I, I understand. Okay, you had to work on some things. There's some concepts. There's some structure that you said, well, last year we didn't get to. Mm-hmm. It's going to make us better in the long run. We have to work on them right now. Yeah. But I, you have to recognize at some point the balance between your goal mm-hmm. and your structure yep. and where you need to be. And don't get me wrong. Alex Tuck is a player that plays with a ton of pace when he's on. And at the start of the season, he wasn't on. And lately, he had been playing better. And now he's going to miss again tonight. So you're losing that pace. Um, But it is important to to get back to that identity of playing with a little bit more pace, to throw pucks at the net and see what what happens, right? Because you got guys driving the net. You're getting to uh, lose puck recoveries. You're doing all of that. And I I think it's important. Tuck, of course, is Buffalo's most productive player against the Bruins, and that has been very uh, obvious since he joined the Sabres. He has been a catalyst in these head-to-head games that have typically gone Boston's way, Mm -hmm. so it makes the challenge that much greater. Marty, identity blank. What is the one word most commonly associated after the word identity? It's a six-letter word saying crisis. Yes, there is also a five-letter word, Theft. Identi- oh. Identity theft and identity crisis are the two most common, uh, you know, phrases involving the word identity. Okay. What are we dealing with here? Are we dealing with an identity theft? Are we dealing with an identity crisis? Or none of the above? 
I would say none of the above. I think that it is the the players, and and you look at that roster, and I look at Rasmus Dahlin, I look at, um, you know, J.J. Paterka has been playing with that identity of pace, right? There yes. is moments of that identity that is shining through. But when I look at numbers and I look at the Sabres are 26 in the league in total shot attempts from the slot, mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you doing with your your so-called identity right now? You're supposed to push teams back and get to the middle and take shots from the slot mm-hmm. and attack the middle of the ice because you have pace. When you lack pace, all you do is you stay on the perimeter because you are never a threat to beat anybody wide that the middle never opens. So I'm, I, I don't think it's identity crisis right now because they know what their identity is. They're mm-hmm. not searching for it. Yep. I don't think it's theft because they haven't lost the identity. They are just, I want to say, trying to find the right way to use it. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. And you know how often um, you bring up those numbers like you just did when it comes to, was that shot or slot specific? Slot attempts, yes. And and, and <clears throat> so often, and I, 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 trust me, you know, you know how much I appreciate the different angles that you pursue you know, to try to get us to an answer, quite frankly. I'm always amazed how often when you then rewind from where you got to, that at the most basic level, it's almost the same. So what you just said, go back to just shots on goal. This team has not produced as many shots on goal as last year. In fact, they rank 27th yeah so and whether it's looking at the power play and their overall rank which is 28th or their high danger chances on the power play which is right down there or their high danger goals often these layers of information tell you the same thing it's perfect though that you're able to to keep looking at it keep trying to find these ways right if i ask you right now duffer though like i I said from the slot they were 27th or 26th Mm -hmm. Um, because I clicked on something else. What about shots from the outside? Shot attempts from the outside. Where would you think they rank right now in shot attempts from the outside? I, I would struggle with that one only because I don't know historically where they've been, so I feel like I would okay. be guessing. So, like, the numbers for me tell a story because they're solo in shot attempts from the slot and they're seventh in the league in shot attempts from the outside. So they are not playing to their identity of attacking and getting to the middle because teams don't fear them right now. They're not on their heels, and they're like, we'll keep them to the outside. Mm -hmm. Now, you have teams that are in the top six ahead of Buffalo that are feared by other teams. You you know, Carolina, they're number one in shots from the outside, but you know what? Their shots from the slot are also top ten. So they are able to just throw a lot of pucks from everywhere. Which makes perfect sense based on their shot generation and – shot differential yes for years now they have constantly outshot their opponent by eight or nine shots per game they also have a very active group of six defensemen that's how they're constructed yeah so it makes sense that they're all going to funnel and what have they added most guys that would drive the net yes to add to the skill that they have right so that all makes 100 percent toronto is only five shots from the outside more than buffalo so they're six Mm -hmm. They're first in shots from the slots at five-on-five. So what they're doing is they're saying, 
hey, you don't want to give us the middle yet? We're going to pick you apart from the outside. And once you feel that, you know, we are doing too much, we're, 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 we're putting you on your heels, yeah. oh, the middle opens and then we take it away. Yeah. Or, or it's a back and forth. You have to be able to play the yin and the yang with, you know, how you, you have well, your identity. And right now that, that yin and yang is, oh. is staying just in one dimension. Okay, so more of the change for this team. Sabres-Bruins tonight, by the way. Yes. Oki's 1,000th game. More on that coming up with Zemgis Gergensens. Um, more, a higher percentage of the roster has changed on the blue line as opposed to forwards yes. coming into this year. So is that part of the impact on what you were just talking about no i don't think so and and look you can always i i i did a, a telestration a you know a breakdown in the last game beyond vision beyond vision about playing fast right ryan johnson gets the puck he goes really quick up the ice yep. and then you know i believe it was state Thompson. he tried to get to the middle pre-game last game i showed the jj peturko goal against minnesota how he got to the middle and when skinner and thompson got into the zone they played fast for me a quick up a nice breakout is always going to be the starting point but i have seen the quick ups and i've seen a nice breakout and then i've seen it stall at the blue line i've seen it stall 10 feet inside the blue line i've seen a oh i'm getting squeezed out i'm gonna get it deep you know that that Pushing back the other team's defense has not happened as much. There was a couple of times, oh man, who was it again? I can go back and look at the at the past few games where the Sabers went. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say it was uh, it was Toronto, I believe it was. Where, Makes sense. That, yeah. Where they they like picked on. Was it Giordano maybe yes, or whatever? Giordano that, had a they, tough night. they went around him a couple of times, and I'm like. Wow, okay, there's the fast play, right? You're going around Giordano. You're going around Giordano. You're making their defense look slow, and you're making them just fall back on their heels. That's when you can do it. But, you know, you play Boston. How do you make McAvoy feel that way? How do you make their group of 6D, all of them, feel that way? Because at times last year, that's when the Sabres were able to take advantage mm-hmm. of good teams. Yeah. Well, the uh, I mean, head to head, it's been it's been all Boston for the most part. The last handful of years, the Sabers did have the New Year's Eve game uh, in Boston, where Alex Tuck, of course, was a difference maker. And tonight, there'll be a third straight game for them without Alec. We're expecting Devin Levi in goal and Linus Allmark at the other end. And of course, we want you here to celebrate Kyle Opozo's one thousandth game tonight, seven p.m. start, pregame ceremony. First 10,000 fans in attendance will receive a commemorative stick case, uh, a limited inventory of tickets starting at just $21, has also been made available for this game. So you know where to find those, sabers.com. And obviously, we look forward to seeing you here tonight. Well, someone who certainly knows uh, a lot about Kyle Opozo is undoubtedly also excited for tonight and his milestone game, that being 1,000 for Kyle. Zemgis Gergensen, how are you? Good, how are you? Pretty good. How would you describe Kyle in a word or two? Um, Amazing. I mean, anything about the guy is uh, top-notch. I had to give a little speech this morning in the locker room about him, and uh, to be honest, uh, he's just an example to every single person, I think, the way... They should we should be uh, not just hockey wise uh, the way he's off the ice. I mean uh, he's an amazing person, 
Um, and he's a good guy to be around. Is he still uh, like in the gym a lot? Like when I played with him with the Islanders, I was at the beginning of his career, and he used to be in the gym, like trying to get stronger every day. He used to have those those magnet thing that were on his body to like pump oh, up his. Oh, he was an arp guy. Arp guy. Yeah, he was yeah, an arp guy. He's like, not arp guy but, anymore. Not anymore. But no, he's but still in the gym. He's in the gym. Yeah, he's a he's very professional. Uh, The way he, ta he takes care of his body, I mean, uh, you can't play a thousand games if you don't do that. And yeah. Uh, But yeah, he's in the gym a lot. And I mean, the older you get, the more time I think you spend in the gym stretching. So <laughs> I can tell that by myself. It, it takes a while to warm up. <laughs> how many, uh, how long does it take to, for, to, like, how much stretching time do you put in? I put in, in a lot of stretching, more than anything else. It's, it's all about stretching. Really? So. Yeah. I think what you said about Kyle, uh, is very obvious when you see his family around. I'm, yeah. do, do the guys get the same kind of kick out of his kids being around? Because they just seem like, I don't know, they're they're just so smart and hockey savvy, and they just, I don't know, they're so into it. I love it. Yeah, no, they're just a joy to be around. Um, anytime you're around his family, you, you see how much uh, love and kindness they have in their, their home. So uh, anytime they're in the rank or we're at their house or somewhere else, it, it's always a joy to be around all of them. Um, a thousand games. We were just, I was talking to Craig Anderson this morning. We were talking about, you know, Roberto Luongo playing a thousand or whatever, a goalie playing a thousand. That's crazy to think. But a player, a thousand is a huge number when you compare it to other people and where they are. You're at 640. I feel like you've been around for a long time. Like, I, do you think, like, 360, that's a long time to get to a thousand? Like, is a thousand games, um, a, a, a huge benchmark? Is it something for you, for example, to say, I want to be able to get there as well? I mean, I think every single player would like to hit that thousand, but as you said, it's a very tough and challenging uh, thing to accomplish, so seeing Oki do it is uh, is awesome. I mean, he, he if there's one player I had to pick to, to deserve to get that, it is Oki, the way the way he uh, approaches the game, so uh, but yeah, a thousand games, it's that's very very hard thing to accomplish i don't want you guys to give anything away uh, when james patrick reached a thousand games when we, i was playing with him we got him a rolex right and um so we got the back of the rolex engraved and when he got the rolex it says congratulations on 1000 nfl games <laughs> it, got, it got engraved with the wrong league like Who plays a thousand NFL games anyway? But so we had to send it back, getting engraved again. Uh, any like team teammates gifts that are coming yeah, with we, a thousand games? We did give him a Rolex too. Okay, it was good. engraved. It was properly engraved. Uh, <laughs> I was in charge of it, so my anxiety was very high for the past few days because I was double checking everything yeah. that it's right, and it would be a bad thing to. Mis make a mistake on that engraving. I want to say, well, you know Jeep, right? And you know James Patrick and how he is. Um, he, like, when he got it, you could tell that he was kind of uncomfortable, but he was yeah, like... Yeah, you don't want to say it. You no, know, you don't want to say it. Guys, uh, this is wrong. But like, but at the same time, he was a little pissed. Yeah. <laughs> he was mad about it. So uh, I see That's how funny. the anxiety could be yeah. ramping up. Were you the only one that had to speak this morning, or were a lot of uh, your teammates? Uh, Kyle spoke after a little bit, and then Donnie. But yeah, I, I, I gave a little speech before presenting the, the gift from the team. That was all the guys, you know, chipped in and got the Rolex. Uh, Uh, so it was cool. So 
you were here for Pominville's as well, and that was technically in Ottawa, and then the 1,001st game was the next home yep. game back here. Uh, that turned into a 9-2 Sabres win. So, uh, you know, feel free to use that for motivation and uh, duplication. Yeah, no, no I think any type of uh, day like this, I mean, the emotions run high, and uh, I expect nothing less from the guys just to, just to go what about all the, the way out, you know, for Oki. Oh, I think that's... Uh, you know, that was like that for Craig Anderson. That sure. was like that for Ryan Miller Knight, RJ Knight, mm-hmm. and Last Call. I think you guys have done a great job. Um, what about the young guys when they like sit there and, you know, um, Owen Powers in his second year, and you have Ryan Johnson, and you have, you know, Zach Benson, who's like played like five games or whatnot, and he's looking around and he said, a thousand games. Like, are the young guys understanding and appreciating of what that means? Yeah, no, I, we, we were talking this morning after uh, the meeting, everything. Guys were counting how many years they still would have to play. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think if people understand how tough it actually is, uh, even for me to uh, even get there, you know, I, I still would have to play <laughs> for a decent while. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think think the guys get the gist of it how how big of an accomplishment yeah. that is for like zach benson you think okay a thousand games he'd have to play 14 seasons 15 seasons and play maybe you know 75 80 games so you're thinking about 2038 like yeah. you're like in 2038 yeah. what does that look like right yeah. 15 years down the road that's crazy to think about yeah it is kyle told us yesterday that he didn't think um the team has played to its exact identity yet um how do you view that comment like what do you make of kind of why he's saying that and and how you actually feel about where the team is at right now no i totally agree with him um we're in a point where we're not scared to say it um we know how good we can be and we haven't been there yet this year so i think the guy's acknowledging that and um uh knowing what we have to do to fix it is big well, as before, maybe, you know, it would just be like, oh, it's just the way it is. But yeah. now we, we know where our ceiling is, and we haven't been close to it yet. Special teams, um, you're, you're not on the power play, but you're a big part of the penalty kill, um, and you've, you've played the penalty kill a lot the last few years. Um, do you have maybe sometimes uh, guys coming over and say, hey, can you help us out with the power play? Because you know how the penalty killers are thinking, especially on zone entries, like, when you sit on the bench there, they come back to the bench. Do you, do you have a word of encouragement, advice? What What is that dynamic between penalty killers and power play work right now that it seems like, one, the penalty kill is doing better than the power play is at the moment? Yeah, I mean, sometimes we'll chime in, but uh, mostly it's up to them. They're they're the brains there, you know. That's why they're on power play. Uh, no, they don't know what they're doing. I know our power plays has uh, been a little uh, on the slow start, but uh, they know what they're doing, and... Uh, it's the same thing. They they know where the ceiling is for them, yeah. and uh, they they are willing to, uh, you know, fix it as soon as they can. But it takes time. Thank you for the insight into Kyle and uh, his big night ahead, and good luck tonight. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Zemgis Girgensons and breaking news, Marty. For those who didn't know, it's back. Turkeys for tickets. You and I are going to be busy and cold on a Thursday morning. In fact, this Thursday morning, thanks to the partnership between the Sabres, Wegmans, and Odyssey, Turkey Drive is going to take place from 7 to 9 a.m. at the following locations. Listen closely. Key Bank Center surface lot. You can enter from Baltimore Street via Perry Street. Wegmans in Amherst. That's 675 Alberta Drive in Amherst. Wegmans in West Seneca. 
tends to be our go-to location, Marty, not to let the uh, cat out of the bag, but I think that's probably where we'll be. And for every 20-pound turkey dropped off or the equivalent of a 20-pound turkey, the equivalent. You work on the equivalent for me, and we'll get back to that. Uh, good for two tickets to an upcoming Sabres home game. Vouchers will be distributed immediately by volunteers at the drop-off site. Well, it's site. easy. Equivalent is like two 10-pounders, four five-pounders. Four five-pounders. I'm getting turkey like lunch meat, 20 pounds of turkey <laughs> lunch meat. I'm like, here you go. That's 20 pounds of turkey. But tougher. You have to pick. Dude, like, you have just set an unreasonable expectation gonna, well, for drop-offs yeah, now. I'm going to be doing Stick just Stick to the normal turkeys, folks. That would be you, greatly appreciated. It's a lot easier to help uh, um, City Mission and oh, uh, yeah. uh, feed more Western New York. Um, and but, you don't have to do anything. You are in your car. It's like drive-through service. We get yes. it out of your car. You pop the trunk open. We get the turkeys out. Boom, there's uh, your vouchers. You're going to be doing it with your phone online. It's it's so easy. We we love it. We love seeing everybody. But when you start by um, saying something with breaking news on this morning, mm-hmm. it could be a little misleading, although it's great. that It's also this afternoon. It's this afternoon, yes. <laughs> but with the way the day's gone, I'm still in the morning fog. I know. Um, That's <laughs> M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Yes, exactly. I, know. I know. But... Um, yeah, so it is fun because people on social media have been asking, are you guys going to be doing Turkey for Tickets again this year? So, yes, yes, we are. I actually was prompted with the question, is it Turkeys for Tickets or Tickets for Turkeys? Is it, uh, it made me, you know, what, made me, made what came think. first? I know. That's exactly what I thought. What came first? Yeah, okay. Well, I Because there are two ways to look at it. Yes. Like you're giving, we're giving away tickets, tickets for, turkeys. for turkeys. That's the trade-off. But there but is we, also, you are exchanging your turkeys for tickets. Correct. So this, is it a giveaway or is it a, a trade? Now, That's the way we look so at it. So we're thrilled that the partnership continues. We are thrilled that Buffalo City Mission and Feed More Western New York are the beneficiaries. Yes. And we really look forward to seeing you at three different locations on Thursday morning between 7 and 9. Now, Zemgus Gergensen's used this word a couple of times, and it now has me wondering, what is our ceiling mm. as a duo, as a show, and are we close, or will we ever get close to our ceiling? Um, I think that there is days where, uh, where we're definitely getting right there, yeah. right where our ceiling is, okay. right? And I feel like if you haven't listened to the podcast, uh, Sabres Live oh. um, Podcast overtime. What podcast. was the highlight of the podcast yesterday? When you asked me who is sixth in scoring for the Edmonton Oilers, and I answered Evander Kane, and then your your look on your face was like Marty, it's Connor McDavid. Just like the question had the answer written in it. I think that was the highlight of the podcast. But I also think that those crazy little stats that you came up with last night yeah. was uh, pretty incredible. I thought it was going to be my coat. Your coat, your coat, your puffy coat was pretty good. I like. Do you know too. why I bought the that change puffy? of location for those who got to catch the first half and then the second half? There was a little bit of a change of location by Duffer too. That was pretty cool. Do you know why I went with the puffy coat? That one particularly. No. Make my head look smaller. <laughs> well. <laughs> Bigger shoulders, you know. Yeah, it it that's I don't know if it works, but uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> 
But anyway, go back and listen to yesterday because it was great. It was we a had great a lot dive. of fun. It may be historically outdated now based on McDavid's uh, multi-point game last night. But it's hey, fine. Whatever. It's yeah. fine. It was just at that time. It was weird to think that McDavid was six in scoring with the Oilers. Yeah. There was a great dive into rebounds and generating more rebounds because that was the issue mm-hmm. that the Sabres said they did not do in Pittsburgh on Saturday night. Yeah. So, you know, what is the impact of Alex Tuck? When you look at rebound and the pack of JJ Paterka, when you look at rebounds in the two games that Alex Tuck has not been in the lineup, the only guy that generated rebound chances in the slot at even strength is JJ Paterka. Nobody else, mm-hmm. nobody else has gotten a rebound shot on net at five on five from the slot. Meaning okay, so, who's there? Who's going to get there? Okay. And that wasn't the first time this year that we've been talking about that particular issue or challenge for this group. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. But with Tuck not coming back and you identifying Paterka, and we started started the show talking about pace and identity, mm-hmm. like who's next in line to be the drivers in this you know, particular equation? Like aside from the wide brush statement of everybody's got to do a better job, like, what's a reasonable expectation here, line to line to line, guys that can be play drivers with their speed and net drive? Oh, for me, it's Dylan Cousins. Okay. I look at Dylan and I say, okay, I mean, he played on the wing. He's got the the facial protection because uh, of a uh, run-in with Garnet Hathaway that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, left him scarred a little bit. But for me, like, you've got to be able to develop that. And look, Dylan Cousins having a eight okay start he has seven points in 13 games so you prorate that over the season and you're thinking it's a 45 to 50 point season but with a big night let's see dylan cousins get out there and he gets to the inside and he gets a couple rebounds maybe he gets a power play goal and all of a sudden he gets out with a goal and two assists and he's 10 points in 14 games that's a big difference right that's a huge difference in saying, okay, now get yourself going. So I'm going gonna, gonna to really focus in on 24, Dylan Cousins tonight, to be able to get a little bit more of that play-driving mentality, mm-hmm. that getting to the middle of the ice, getting to rebounds. Um, I feel like it's not been a huge part of his game so far. No, and it's dropped lately. He was at a point-of-game pace to start the year, but he's yep. pointless now in his last five as Buffalo goes up against the Bruins, a team that they have had immense challenges with uh, over the last number of years, especially here on home ice. It's part of a busier night in the NHL, and there are still many storylines to get into on Oki's 1,000th night. We're back after this on Sabres Live, WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. Back with more of Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. We'll have an update on Carter Hart's health in uh, short order here. <laughs> Marty, there are some things that I miss, genuinely. And right now I'm missing Amherst hockey. 
They're, yeah. they're away this week, and I feel like it's been a while since I've been at a game. And uh, The last game wasn't good. Well, no, the <laughs> last game coincided with a tough night for the Sabres. Yes. Organizationally, they were outscored 10 nothing. so that's a tough one. For uh, those keeping track at home, <laughs> uh, it was 6 nothing uh, against Utica for the uh, Rochester Americans, and it was 4-zip against Pittsburgh for but, the Sabres. But, uh, but they were both on the heels of remarkable, emotional, impactful, and just perfect in result, yes. wins on Hockey Fights Cancer Night. And that's why you celebrate the wins, quite frankly. And I'm hoping the And the moments scrim- in those wins. Absolutely. Because that's something that you'll yes. remember. And, the, the, yeah, when the Amherst on Friday night won, you're thinking, who are these guys that are scoring and producing? Because that's really what it was. It's the Amherst are missing so many players mm-hmm. that they are trying to find a way to win games. The Sabres are... In a little bit of the same situation right now, um, you know, they're missing Alex Tuck. Uh, you know, they didn't have Peyton Krebs last game, uh, hopefully returning to the lineup. Right, but and, I, honestly, and, like Jack Quinn all year, like if, you, if you think about what helped them, parts that helped them be a top three offensive team last year, Tuck and Quinn are major components Big to part that. of like, that, obviously. Know. And then Don Granado this uh, morning said that uh, one player is – not feeling well, so they'll have to see tonight if there's changes to the lineup because one player is sick, so we'll see mm-hmm. how that all shapes up. So, yeah, organization-wise, they're they're trying to find their rhythm here. Hey, a quick question for you. Yes, sir. Uh, Caloposo is set to become the 381st 81st. NHL player to Skater. a thousand game. Skeeter, yes, you're right, because there's three goaltenders. And that about to be four. Flurry's on with the Flurry, coast. yes. Um who is next on the list of active player? I pulled it up, so I have a couple of it's names. It's not Eric Johnson, is it? It's not Eric Johnson. One plays um, for the... I'm cheating. I looked over Yeah, for Dallas. So that's Matt Duchesne. Mm-hmm. And the other one is uh, with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And he was um, kind of associated with one player that Caloposo played with with the New York Islanders in their draft year. I'm blanking. Well, it was it's Victor Hedman yeah. because of the connection oh, yeah, with John yeah, yeah, Tavares yeah, yeah, yeah. and the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. But yeah, Victor By the way, Hedman. have you noticed how Hedman's stats just uh, have him right up at the top of defenseman again this year? Just quietly returning to his typical self. It's uh yeah, he's he's returning to his typical self. Yeah. Uh which in a way is you know normal because he's been so consistent those type of big defensemen consistent big defensemen they'll have their ups and downs at mm-hmm. moments but they'll always find their way and you know what it goes with the sabers um you know like owen power i didn't have a good game on saturday night but i i'm i'm all for this group that is going to find their ways as well in the back end, that is going to keep pushing forward and going to shut teams down and are going to be moving the puck up the ice quickly. And, and Owen's got to be a big part of that. But, you know, a tough game on Friday, on Saturday, I mean, and uh, you get right back at it in this one. And just to punctuate that uh, thought on the Amherst there, they're uh, against Cleveland on the road this week, Thursday and Saturday. Their next home game is against Laval, uh, both the day before Thanksgiving and the day after. So they're bookending Thanksgiving with games against the Rocket on Wednesday the 22nd and Friday the 24th. So check out those games in Rochester if you have the opportunity to do so. I'm still very sad about the fact that we don't have 
a pre-Thanksgiving home game like we have often had here at yeah. KeyBank Center. The Sabres are on the road that night. It is, uh, yeah, it's just the way the schedule goes sometimes, but uh, it has always been uh, outside of, honestly, Hockey well, Fights Cancer Night, arguably one of the most fun nights uh, and, you know, kind of just reconnecting nights of the year. It's a big family night. It's such an awesome time when everybody's back together and you get large groups of families enjoying the whole experience together. And when you think about it, this is the last home game before the Sabres have to travel. They are going to um, go to the Jets, the Blackhawks, and the Capitals. Those three games come in before Thanksgiving. But uh, this is, uh, you And you get one home after Thanksgiving with Pittsburgh, and and then then you're right back out for a bunch more. A bunch more, yeah. And that would be a Rangers game on Friday night, the night after the, you know, Thursday Thanksgiving. But anyway, just uh, you're looking at this as, okay, can you take advantage of being at home and against a team that's really good? The Boston Bruins, man, like, they are just... Don Granado talked about it this morning. Their goaltending has been steady and has been really good. Lena Solmark is expected to go tonight. Um, I pulled their numbers. Their penalty kill. Their penalty kill has been unbelievable. They are at 90.9% this year. Here's the thing. They're not even best. They're, They're number not two. Best. They're number two. <laughs> but why are they number two? They were number one. They've given up four goals, four power play goals in their last four games. They had, you know, four on 16 in the last four games. They had a six for eight kind of night. But, um, yeah, that to me is, okay, maybe that penalty kill is at the right time right now for the Sabres power play to be able to take advantage of. Well, and the whole, that, I mean, again, we, we often see these matchups like, kind of like tail of the tape, right? And oh, yeah. how is it going to go? So what better challenge for the 28th-ranked power play than to take on one of the league's best but maybe at a time where it's trying to reconfigure itself. However, all that being said, the Bruins could stumble in a number of departments and almost nothing has dented their record. They're 11-1-2, so it's not really worthwhile to be breaking it down into segments or the Bruins are this and this over the last number of games. The Bruins are the Bruins. It really, yeah, okay. You talk about identity. They don't have a crisis of identity. (laughs) They lost Patrice Bergeron. You know what? That's all right. They lost David Krejci. That's all right. We'll keep doing what we do best. We're a good defensive team. We have good goaltending. And we have an elite goal scorer in David Pasternak that's going to go. And we always find players that are going to come and fill in the -hmm. gaps. They have guys this year. Matthew Portras. Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. we're so... Junior player, junior age player, kind of like Savoy or Benson or whatnot here. He found himself a nice spot in in Boston and is having an impact with the team. Okay, I'm going to bring up a significant trade in Sabres history and its relevance to tonight. Okay. The trade was with Florida. Involved Sam Reinhart Mm -hmm. and? Well, Devin Levi. Devin Levi. Yes. Why is this of significance now? Well, oh, because both players are going to need to have impacts with their team as Sam Reinhardt is because doing Because Devin Levi is facing the Bruins for the first time tonight and seeking a win. Yep. The last time the Sabres won on home ice against the Bruins, Sam Reinhardt had a hat trick yeah. to lead them to that win. So how does Levi become a big-time impactful 
player in this game like he was in his last home game, the Friday win against Minnesota. Well, first of all, Devin Levi's won three of his last four games, right? So he lost the first two of the season, but since then, he's won three of four. Played really well against Minnesota, played well against Toronto. Um, got himself going after taking a little bit of a break. Here's where Levi's impact is more pronounced, I would say, or looking at numbers today, and I'm trying to see, okay, where is... Is he really making a significance? It has been on the penalty kill. Mm -hmm. The Sabres' penalty kill has been good. Lately, it's dropped off a little bit, but it's been good. And the reason is Levi is able to handle chances and rebound opportunities and and lateral movement, and he's been really good on the penalty kill. So, um, you know, obviously, yes, Minnesota did score a power play goal, and that happened. Two of them. Actually, you're right, two of them, Kaprizov and... uh, it was Erickson Eck, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, um, but overall, Levi, when facing a lot of chances on the, on the Sabres penalty kill, has been really good. So that, to me, is the impact against Boston. Because, you know, Boston, even though their power play is not, um, you know, where I would say they are... It's middle of the pack. Yeah, it's middle yeah. of the pack. They're actually 12 in expected goals for on the power play, but 20th in goals above expectation so they're not overperforming their power play they're middle of the road mm-hmm. and but you know at any moment that power play can definitely shine through and you have to be ready for it how though do they um best position themselves in front of levi like we saw uh, look i think you know how <laughs> we try to avoid i think um the cliche statement the easy the easy answer mm-hmm. the, you know so when we hopped on the air post game on Friday, I strongly felt this is the best game I have seen Devin Levi play at the NHL level, which is saying something because his small sample size last year yep. featured a couple of really, really, really great starts. But the more I got away from that game Friday night, the more I felt people felt the same way. Like yes. it, it was like, wow, that was awesome. So, yes, you need games like that. I don't know how realistic it is to always have them i guess i'm looking at it like okay if levi now has set this bar it was still a real challenge for them to win that game the other night how do you do it against boston here a team that is you know (laughs) i would say way ahead of minnesota in every category well they're way ahead of most teams in most categories no and and look i think the momentum that levi is is gaining right now after missing some time with a lower body uh soreness injury of whatnot and now getting a couple of wins after that and playing better in each game Mm -hmm. you can expect him having an impact and and look the impact may be the first 20 minutes right being able to just give your team that that chance to get their legs going maybe there's some again we don't know we'll see tonight but how's the lineup going to shake up and and what are you doing on defense or on forward or whatnot like just give your team a chance to get there but for me the biggest thing is i look at levi and are you under control and early in the season you saw him even the game against calgary it was a shot from the other end that he he got himself kind of going into his post missed his anchor on the post the puck was in the net they just couldn't see where it was they didn't count it but he was really... You have that on good authority? Or? I have that on... I did not ask Levi about it. He probably wouldn't know. And he'd be the one to he say... He also wasn't feeling 100% by but, the time that But a happened. lot of it was him 
overcompensating in the game and chasing the game. And now you're like, okay, he's much more in control. He's much more um, inside the blue paint. And I watched him last year, right? He's playing college hockey last year. And at the start of the season, he had his ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And it got to about Christmas where it was like, hey, be yourself. Again, identity crisis. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Be yourself. And he mentioned that in the media last year, how after Christmas he got himself maybe more to his basic um, you know, structure as opposed to try to incorporate new elements. Right now it's got to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. You be yourself. I, I have all the faith in the world that Devin Levi is going to be a fantastic goaltender. He's, he's got all the tools. Just got to just sometimes reel it in a little bit. Okay. Rusek, Krebs, mm. Opozo. Ryan Johnson, Victor Olofsson, Connor Clifton, or Jacob Bryson? Which of these players gets their first of the season or, in some cases, first of career tonight? I'm going to say Lucas Rusek because... Which would be first of season. It may be first of season. Um, Look, maybe this is me just throwing it out there, but listening to Don Granado talk about Lucas Rusek and using him in situations that are um, very important late in games, mm-hmm. I think an empty net goal for Lucas Rusek tonight. Okay. That would mean a Sabres win. Well, thank you for making me feel better about my personal shortcomings, which is missing the obvious. Okay. The obvious would have been Kyle Opozo will get his first of the season tonight on night 1000 for no, him. that and doesn't do anything i'm just looking at it <laughs> you're as... not big on natural storylines no like, i'm like, like okay <laughs> like you know have a good game win the game take a picture on well, the ice after 1000 let's go all i know is two things can be true opozo could have the game winner rusek could have the empty netter and it would be a very strong tuesday night in downtown yes. buffalo we're back after this with uh, some say one word we tend to exhaust that rather quickly <laughs> Stay with us. It's Sabres Live. Nothing else comes close. Registration is open right now for Sabres Learn to Play. Multiple locations available. It's six weeks of on-ice instruction and head-to-toe equipment for registrants and uh, hockey instruction for children ages four through nine. Terrific program. We want you to be a part of it. Sabres.com slash learn to play. Happy birthday, Travis Barker. Blink-182, not to mention nine million other collaborations. And let me just say, I am grateful for... The latest album, but specifically the track, One More Time. And I'm grateful that they did, in fact, get back together to go at least one more time around the world touring. I suspect that they'll stick it out for a little while longer. But uh, I'm, I'm quite thankful and quite appreciative of their efforts one as a word, band. One word for you today. What do you think of the new Beatles track? Um, it's Beatlesy. It's, it's it's I like that one word Beatlesy. It's honestly I didn't want to offer up just the uh, unbelievable, but to me it is truly unbelievable that Paul McCartney stuck with this and wanted to make it a reality, mm-hmm. and that here in 2023 the Beatles have a new song. It, I, it, it is it 
very mind blowing to me. Can Even I, though I know like so many artists have passed and things have been released well after their yeah. death, but it's just the Beatles are so iconic. I just can't believe that they actually have a new song. So right can I suggest the word simple? And yeah. I was like, like, okay, so there's that documentary on the Beatles, right? And they're, uh, it was going to be their special on TV or whatever. I think it's called Get Back. Mm -hmm. And uh, how they write songs. It was so simple. They yeah. just like, you know, Ringo's there just doing the drums or whatever. And they're like, oh, that's a good beat. Let's do this. And then, boom, a song's put together. And that song is simple. Yeah. And that's what made the Beatles. So Lyrically yeah. and song titles, yeah, absolutely. It's, um, again, just one of the greatest <laughs> Rock bands of rock all bands, time. Yes, We've, absolutely. You, you questioned once whether they should be in that category. Uh, inquisitively, I might add. I don't think it was that you were doubting it. You just wanted to make sure you were using the right word. Anyway, yes. one word for guest of honor tonight, Captain of the Sabres, Kyle Opozo. Okay, cribbage. And you're going to say what? <laughs> Dude, what? I used to cribbage? play cribbage all the so time. when I joined the New York Islanders, we had a trip to Calgary for a preseason game. We're actually, we're in Saskatoon. We're in the airport, and uh, Josh Bailey, Caloposo, and I don't remember who else, they're sitting there about to play cards. And I say, can I join you guys? They're like, yes, we'll play Super Crib. Have you ever played Super Crib? Mm -hmm. Where it's four people mm -hmm. play crib? I, so I was with Kyle. We were partners. So Cribbage, that's what I go back to. That's when I first got that's to know one. him, and it was good. Connor McDavid, surprised, says he had no role in the Chris Knobloch hiring by the Oilers. One word. Uh, Careful. Careful. Yeah, one word. <laughs> one word. Like, come on, man. Is that three words? <laughs> like, not that you have something, to, but he also said didn't see it coming on the <laughs> Jay Woodcroft. Come on, man. You didn't see it coming. You were the only one because your team was terrible. And, and you, you were sixth in scoring. You were sixth in scoring. And I know maybe he was banged up, but did not see it coming. Like, tell us something. That I don't want you to say, well, about oh, time. Like, you don't gosh. have to go that way, but we're not dumb. Okay, Carter Hart of the Flyers had food poisoning from a bad piece of fish in San Jose. One word. Um, electrical grid issue in California. They, their freezers, uh, like, went bad, and or the fridge went bad, and the, the fish went bad. Dude, this What is, word for you for fish in uh, San Jose? Well, it's hyphenated. It's happy hour salmon. So this is unbelievable. <laughs> we have so many silly inside jokes in our, in our world, and the oldest living inside joke that our traveling crew with the Sabres has is happy hour salmon, which emanated from legitimately happy hour salmon at a bar in San Jose that we didn't think was a great idea. So no surprise that Carter Hart was afflicted by bad fish in San Jose. Oh, bad piece of tuna. That's the way it goes. See you tonight at 6.30 on MSG.